And here we go again, everybody. It's Monday morning. Welcome along to our TR90 Monday morning call. It's lovely to be with you. And for those of you that I don't get the pleasure of speaking to very often, my name's Nikki Coyne, speaking to you from just outside Toronto in Canada. Um, background is in nursing and or healthcare, and then more recently is uh, in the fitness industry. So I talk to you on a Monday usually, um, and I like to set the week off with a little bit of mindset and a little bit of uh, of information because as we know knowledge is power so very much changing what we're talking about what i'm talking about at the moment with a big focus on the immune system um, when it comes to nutrition so i thought um, that's why i pick it up this week last week we talked a little bit about physical activity and <coughs> excuse me the immune system and how working in what we call steady state so that's that that's Space in between, not a not a leisurely walk, but not a fast run, but that place in between where you're breathing heavily, you're getting hot and sweaty, but you're able to hold a conversation. So we call that steady state. And if I was to coach you on a scale of one to ten, or with zero being nothing and ten be ten being running as fast as you can, steady state would probably put you at about a three or four. Um, maybe even a five, so three, four, or five, which is where it's moderate, and like I say, you can maintain it. So we're aiming for 20 minutes of that a day right now, because what we know that does is that actually boosts your immune system. Um, and there's some research. I wonder if I've got my notepad out. Hold on, I might be able to find it. There was some research that I did a big three-hour lecture last week on um, the immune system. Um, and we talked a little bit about physical activity. And I found some research uh, where they'd used uh, mice. So in this research that I will tell you where the research comes from at the end of this call, because I'm going to have to scroll through my PowerPoint. But basically what they did, they had three groups of mice. They had mice that um, exercised at a moderate intense activity. They had mice that worked or exercised at an extreme, so at a high intense activity for a long period. And then they had sedentary mice that just laid around on couches and ate Doritos. No, I'm joking. They, <laughs> they just didn't have any exercise at all. And then each of the uh, each of the mice were injected with a, a deadly or a, a very harmful uh, virus, and it was an influenza virus. And this is from 2008, so it was nothing to do with what's going on now. And then they continued to exercise the mice. And what they found was that out of the mice that were exercising for long periods of time at a high intensity, 70% of those died. Of the sedentary mice, 50% died. And of the mice that were, at, that were um, exercising in this moderate range, only 12% died. So what it then obviously proved is that this moderate intense activity really is beneficial to the immune system. If we start exercising at a more um, intense pace, then what happens is we create a lot of free radical damage. And free radicals are, um, are, are elements that are very harmful to our cells um, because, well, I'm not going to get into science of it, but basically what we want to do is have a lot of antioxidants in our body that will help neutralize these free radicals. So we know that that moderate intense activity is 
um, most beneficial. And then, like I say, 20 to 30 minutes a day, which is exactly what most of the government guidelines are actually recommending us to do. The next thing we can do is do some resistance training, um, those large muscle groups, so the squats, the lunges, the push-ups, some sort of row, um, some planks, all of those things are great for us. Flexibility, because there's an awful lot more sitting potentially for people that are sitting a lot more during the days. Well, oh, excuse me, while they're in uh, while they're in isolation, so making sure that we've got that flexibility. So stretching most major muscles every day would be a great thing to do, and then mindset. So that's where we left it last week was uh, was going over that. So. Today, for the next 10 minutes or so, I want to talk a little bit more about the immune system. So when I look for a definition, the immune system is a host defense system comprising many biological structures and processes within an organism that protects against disease. Even simple unicellular organisms such as bacteria possess a rudimentary immune system in the form of enzymes that protect against infection. So our immune system isn't just one thing. And a huge part of it, which is how I summarized my lecture last week, comes from the gut. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about what the immune system is, and then I'm going to talk about how we can help with the gut and how TR90 falls within that. So your immune system consists of the following things. The skin. That's your first line of defense. So we've got skin and we've got, um, um, we've got microbiome that lives on our skin as well as in our gut. So the skin is there to protect us. It has a certain amount of um, antiviral protection, but basically it's that first barrier. Then we've got our bone marrow. So as we know, our bone marrow, that's where we present that we, um, we grow or um, that's not the word I was looking for, but you know what I mean. That's where we prepare red blood cells and white blood cells. So our red blood cells are there to carry oxygen around. Our white blood cells are there to fight infection. And they're part of this group of soldiers, if you like, that go out and they, can, they are constantly scanning the body, traveling around the body for any um, infections, any cells that they don't like, any free radicals, and then various different cells are then doing different jobs. So whether they're doing some hand-to-hand -hand combat or whether we've got these big phagocytes or as my daughter is home from university said to me the other day, she said, mum, at university we call them phagocytes. I said, okay. When I, when I learned it was phagocytes. But anyway, we've got these big cells that are like Pac-Man that come along and they gobble up any of these, uh, this infection or these viruses that we have going around. So that's the red and, black, so red and white blood cells that come from the bone marrow. Then we have a gland called the thymus gland. And this gland is located in the upper chest behind the sternum. Now, very interesting that this thymus gland is massively active when we are um, toddlers and children and right up to when we're a teenager. Because what the thalamus does, it's part of the lymphatic system. It brings back the what we have we have t cells and b cells so it brings back the cells and it literally when the cells come back with messages to say oh we've just had a battle with a certain virus the thalamus then um, recombobulates if you like the b cells and says okay we will remember what we did to overcome that 
So it basically helps create the antibodies. So it's very, very active right up until we're teenagers. And then what happens is it actually begins to shrink and adipose, which means it then begins to turn to fat. It doesn't sound nice, does it? Because basically its job has been done in those early, early years, which is it's recognized all the common infections that we might get. We might get. It creates antibodies and then it, it begins to shrink. It doesn't, it doesn't totally turn off but it's definitely not as active as it was, which would explain with children why they're constantly getting colds and coughs and blah, blah, blah. And then their body builds up this immune system. So all of that happens in the thymus. So white blood cells, we've talked about a little bit, that are, that are um, produced in the bone marrow. Um, they fight the infection. Then we've got lymph. Now lymph is the milky fluid that actually carries the white blood cells. So we've, I'm sure we've heard of the lymphatic system. Well, lymph is the fluid that travels through. Now it goes through um, muscles, it goes through all sorts of um, body parts. And then what it does, it soaks in where it's needed. So it soaks in, it helps fight the infection, and then it's drawn back into the lymphatic system, is lymph, and then it's taken out, it goes through the thalamus, through the spleen, and then we start to get rid of it in the, uh, in the blood, and then the blood will process it. Um, and again, that will go through the spleen and the liver. So that's lymph that carries the white blood cells. Now the lymphatic system is a network of tiny vessels that carries lymph around the body. Um, and if I were to tie that into lymph nodes, I'm sure we all know where, you know, that we have lymph nodes in our body. And to be aware of how we're feeling um, is a really good idea to learn, learn to read your body. Because one of the most think, common things that will happen when you start to feel unwell is that you will get an ache. A lot of people, it's, it can be in their neck. Some people, it's under their arms. Some people, it's in their groin. But these are all sites of your, um, your lymph nodes. So being aware of anything like that can be a really good early warning sign that you're coming down with something. And then a good way to deal with that is to, uh, to up the amount of antioxidants that you're having. Or those of us that are, um, that are familiar with new skin products, you'll know that we've got an amazing uh, range of immune products that you can get on nice and quickly that will help the body uh, fight that. So that's a little bit about the immune system. So what I then wanted to just talk about was the gut, because a lot, well, 70% of your immune system develops in the lymphoid tissue, which is within the intestinal lining. So now you can begin to see how the immune system and the gut are so linked and why it's so important. So we've got over 100 trillion microbes, 10% um, are in the small bowel, 90% uh, are in the, co in the colon, and mi microbiome is in influenced by stress and food. The microbiome is this new term, well, it's a term that we use, so when we've talked about probiotic and prebiotic, it's all this healthy flora and fauna that we have in our gut that we need to have, not only to help us digest food, but to also help us with our immune system. So here are some tips and tricks I had for you to take away today to make sure that you've got your gut nice and healthy. And of course, we'll pick up on this in the coming weeks as I talk more about what you can do. Your TR90 Green Shake is the best 
um, green shake that you're going to be able to have to get so many essential nutrients in there and it's really good for your gut so if you can swap to the green shake I would highly recommend it the other thing we're going to recommend is to eat probiotic or fermented foods so yes a lot of people say oh my goodness I can't do that I don't like kimchi or sauerkraut or you know all of those sort of things there's lots of yogurts that you can get that have good bacteria in them um, but if you can't do dairy, one of the best ways, one of the easiest ways that you can do this is to eat pickles. So whatever it might be, you know, pickled gherkins, you know, all of those pickles because they've been fermented. So they're a really good source. If you can get a couple of different um, fermented foods, that would be ideal. Um, taking a probiotic would be also something that would help, especially if you have got any inflammatory or gut issues. Eating lots of fruit and vegetables um, and less meat. So trying to have at least two vegetarian um, days a week. Uh, make sure you're having a daily bowel movement. This is really important. Constipation is really damaging to microbiome. So making sure that you're nice and regular. But having said that, if you have um, a tummy that can get upset easily, so in which case you're having almost like diarrhea, that's not good either because that means you're not absorbing as much as you, um, you should be. <coughs> we, want, we want to have the, um, that lovely food and nutrition taking its time moving through the bowel because that's where we can start to cultivate this good microbiome. Um, so again, I can't talk about it because it's not um, nutrition, but something you might want to think about is that if you're having any digestive system uh, symptoms that are bothering you is to start thinking about elimination diet so maybe and we do it a little bit with tr90 so maybe you could try removing something like bread or gluten um you can you've got your shakes that you can have we've got these lovely healthy meals and your snacks but maybe just try to take gluten out that can be something that could irritate you and can um, cause problems with the bowel. Um, dairy is something else. Just see if you can replace it with something, only if it's bothering you. Yeah, if you, if you think, well, my tummy's not quite settled, these are some things that you could think about. Um, and then we've got red, red meat and sugar. So what we do know is sugar is absolutely lethal for our immune system. One teaspoon of sugar has been um, shown to reduce or even switch off the immune system for up to four hours. So right now, when we need our immune system firing extra high, we do not want it to be switched off. You need to look at how much sugar you're consuming. Um, I would always put in brackets that, of course, we need to get our fruits in there because of all the antioxidant protection. So fruit, you know, yes. Try and limit it. From what I've read, people recommend first thing in the morning is a good time to get your fruit um, because you can burn off the sugar uh, first thing in the morning. So I would say if you're going to have your berries and fruit, have it first thing in the morning and then try and eliminate sugar for the rest of the day. Um, but that's, I'm running, I've gone way over again, haven't I? Uh, that's the information I wanted to get out to you today um, is get on your green shake. Uh, let's think about reducing the sugar that you have during the day and your exercise. So 20 minutes of that moderate intense activity 
every single day. And of course, on top of that, you can do your resistance training and then you can do your flexibility. So really, you've got an hour workout, which is, you know, what we most of us allow for. But you're just going to break it down into those chunks. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to unmute the call um, in case we've got any questions. Let me just do that. There we go. So, any questions or comments? Great call. Really amazing information. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I wish I could. I agree. <laughs> More out in one go, but we'll have to do it in chunks. So we'll chunk it down and we'll do it week by week. Who would have ever thought that pickles would be good good for you? Yeah, it's the fermented, but it's, you know, um, it's kimchi and all of that sort of thing is, is partly, partly uh, almost, I want to say digested, but broken down food is what, uh, what the body likes. So you can do, you know, your kombucha, some, we were talking about it the, last week when I did this call. Even apple cider vinegar that has the mother in it. So that Bragg's apple cider vinegar, you can make salad dressings out of, but you need to shake the bottle because it's all the sed sediment at the bottom that is the mother, that is the, um, is the, the goodness that we want in, uh, in, the, in the salad dressing. But you can use, yeah, vinegar as well. Keeper too. Yes, kefir is very good. All of those, um, all of those sort of things, all those good bacteria. All right, ladies and gents, well, I'm going to love you and leave you, and I look forward to seeing or speaking to you all next Monday. Thank you, Nikki. Absolutely Pleasure. Fabulous. Have a lovely week. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.